guys, Ogre Barbarian here, also known as Brett. With me today, we have... Hey guys, it's Daniel, uh, also known as DPO4427 on Reddit. And unfortunately, Doombox is unable to join us right now. We have this feeling that he may be napping. <laughs> He's getting old and he needs his sleep, so we're going to let him sleep. He's the youngest. Uh, but we are the oddsmen. <laughs> but we are the oddsmen. And before we get started, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some changes that are going to be happening here in the near future. Um, as you may have heard on the last episode of We Are Legends, uh, we're going to be updating our formatting of the show to work in tandem. So the Oddsmen and We Are Legends are kind of combining forces, and we want to bring you better content overall, you know, because we're both going to end up going to bi-weekly. We Are Legends is slowing down to bi-weekly. Oddsmen is speeding up to bi-weekly. So we're going to be bringing you a podcast each and every week, basically. But as far as it goes, in terms of the Oddsman broadcast itself, we're going to continue to cover mostly the same content that we've been covering. Uh, we're just going to you know, rehash a little bit and try to get it uh, you know, separated out into the where we have two episodes. As well, we'll be doing away with the lame talk portion of the show because we kind of feel that it really didn't bring anything that we couldn't talk about in normal podcast, and there was no reason to keep it separated. But anyway, well, let's get right into the uh, DCL content that you're all here for. Here comes a new challenger. DP is going to go ahead and talk about Wonder Girl. Right. So uh, one other thing we forgot to mention about the uh, the formatting change since we're going by weekly. So we're not going to cover all four characters of the new month or of each month uh, in the podcast. Uh, in each podcast, we're going to split it up into two for each podcast. So one of each, one of the new characters and one of the rework characters. So let's start with Wonder Girl. Uh, Wonder Girl right now, as far as I can tell, she seems very, very promising from the videos I've been seeing, um, people posting online of, uh, using her and going up against her. She seems very scary, especially if you're going, uh, up against, uh, her with a buff heavy team, like, um, let's say Clayface based teams or Etrigan or Power Girl, any team that racks up a lot of buffs because her fifth pass. Right, Steppenwolf too. Her fifth passive will proc over and over and over again. I believe it's a hundred percent proc rate at uh, max, um, as long yeah, as they max have is out six or more buffs on their turn. Right? Yeah, I think they gave it six. Right? Yeah, and that's not hard it's to do. Six cause... plus on that character's turn. Right. So if you think about it, if you're playing with Clayface, she's gonna proc four times, <laughs> guaranteed. She's going to proc four No, times. not necessarily guaranteed, because if you have the upgrade, you're going to lose three buffs each time. Really? Anyway. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, right, right. So her lasso will re- remove buffs so that uh, at least the first two times, the first two characters times, they're gonna, she's going to proc twice. And then if the other characters still have t- uh, six or more buffs by the time they get around to her turn, and not already dead. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, in terms of her kit, I mean, overall, she she has a lot of good stuff going on with her. Her basic, the basic. fully upgraded with the legendary, is basically an FU to Harley Quinn Magister. <laughs> uh, she she has um, let's see here, uh, at legendary she gets fifty percent additional damage and a hundred percent damage plus a hundred percent damage and can't miss if she's enraged. So straight up, uh, yeah. she will like never miss on Harley Quinn. Um, and 
she will just do a bajillion and probably murder her yeah well i don't know i mean there's also the the whole question of affinity uh advantage disadvantage so even though she's doing a lot more damage on her basic I, I think that maybe Harley Quinn will be able to withstand it because of the affinity advantage. But anyways, uh, the boon. True. Uh, fair enough. The boon of Olympus, which is her buff, gives her uh, strength up, uh, gives strength up and fifty uh, percent meter, pretty much the same as um, Wonder Woman, Champion of Justice, or just Champion of the Amazon. Uh, <laughs> but is, <laughs> I mixed the two Wonder Womans there, but the champion You're combining them. Yeah, the champion, the champion of the Amazons yeah, buff is Amazon. it three strengths up or two strengths up, Max. I can't remember. Three, I believe. Is it three? Might be four. So it's kind of in the same, uh, the same line as hers, but she also gets more strength up if the team is if the enemy team has buffs on them. Uh, and then at legendary, uh, she purges debuffs from your from your team. So she's a kind of combination of, I guess. Champion of the Amazons and Princess of the Mascara in that respect, right? So I really like this ability because it's bringing uh, the best of both worlds. Uh, Lasso of Lightning. It's damage to all enemies. Uh, it's basically her main AoE and what we were talking about earlier. And it gets double the damage if the team has more buffs on them um, and and purges three buffs from all enemies. So this is the real, you know, heavy-hitting AoE that goes off and off and off all the time. And that's what really makes her scary. And the fact that she's doing double the damage on if they have more buffs on it, it's really, really, really crazy. So uh, then we get to her first passive, which is uh, Birthright. Each time an enemy go gains one or more buffs on their turn, uh, she gets 65% chance to gain a Strength Up. And at Legendary, she gets two crit chance ups. So basically, um, when they're self-buffing or buffing their team, uh, she gets faster kind of and more strength up, kind of like uh, Supergirl does. And um, the fact that she's getting the crit chance up on her legendary is really, really, really scary because if she's proccing her passive again, her uh, lasso again, she's going to be hitting for that much more damage on top of her double damage. So it's really, really crazy. Um, then you get her main passive that everyone's scared about, the Divine Balance. At the start of each enemy's turn, if that enemy has six or f uh, six or more buffs, purge two buffs and 100% uh, chance to use Lasso of Lightning. And at Legendary, also purge three debuffs from Wonder Girl. So on top of her uh, team buff, she has a lot of uh, purge, or sorry, a lot of debuff purging in her kit as well, especially for herself. So basically, if you're running a buff-heavy team, for the first couple of turns, you're going to be getting hit by her AoE a lot, and then you're probably not going to have any buffs left at the end of it. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty scary. Uh, any thoughts on her? Yeah, like, the other thing I wanted to point out is that she has a uh, physical support gear set. Yep. So she actually has a high, very high strength. Yeah. Very high strength. So she definitely doesn't hit weak. Especially when you're looking at double damage and extra bonus damage and like all the things that are chalked into her kit. She doesn't hit weak by any means. And then something to point out is that with her passive, mm -hmm. you'll purge up to five buffs per turn on the one whose turn it is with that passive. So because two are going to come off automatically and then three additional for everybody if you have the upgrade on the lasso. So she can purge monstrous amount of buffs. She reminds me a lot of uh, World's Great Detective. Yeah, she's she she's a super purger, and a lot of it's passive purging too, which is crazy. So, yeah, she she looks like she's going to be really good. Do you think that she's going to be meta defining or meta shifting? 
I, I think she's going to be meta shifting. So she's not going to be a be all end all like Etrigan or Power Girl, right? No, because she's going to force people to start thinking in other ways to where they're not going to want to use Power Girl and Etrigan and Steppenwolf and everybody else. They're going to have to find new ways to counteract some of the things. I think that's what is going to happen and is that the meta is going to shift away from these buff heavy characters and try to find new ways to deal with the things that they're used to dealing with. Right. So I, I guess while we're on that topic, I, I guess um, on that. for people who are worried about her coming into play <laughs> and uh, how to deal with, like, if, if you were really heavily invested in buff teams, what's a good way to tackle her going forward? Stun. So Because on. if you stun her, she can't proc. That would be my main advice. It would be get your stuns ready. Cool. What's another way so. to, to deal with her? Like, if you're not dealing with buffs, if you're not going in with buffs, What's another way to deal with her? If you're not going in with buffs, you can probably ignore her for the most part. Yep. Yeah. Because she doesn't get a whole bonus damage, she's going to hit a lot weaker. She, if you don't have a bajillion buffs, she's not going to proc her passive constantly right. and kill everybody. So if you're going in with characters like Doctor Poison, Cheetah, um, obviously I'm going to name off the characters first because those are the ones I use the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters like Supergirl, you know, for instance. Characters that care more about debuffs than they do buffs, right? Uh, you're going to have a lot easier time taking her on. So it'll characters like Captain Cold and Mirror Master, and so one of the best strategies in terms of debuffs is something that you're very much akin to is bleeds, which uh, helps us segue into the next section. <laughs> so let's yep. talk about, let's talk about the reworked characters. Good old Doctor Poison PvP week this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody kind of knows that. But we also have the gem blitz going on, so a lot of people are also participating in that. Depending on which one you prefer, you could possibly make a push during the gem blitz to Dr. Poison, but by the time this airs, that probably is all said and done. So. Yeah, it's already done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I myself, I know I'm going to be pushing for Dr. Poison more yeah, because the gems are nice, but yeah. I want Dr. Poison. <laughs> you only get If I can, so if I can make top 100, I can yeah. get it to L4. Yeah, you only get so many opportunities only, to pick up yeah. uh, Dr. Poison shards, so you should... She has been really rare since she came out, yes. Yeah, she's hard to get. So, so very hard to get. Let's hope she, hopefully so. she gets a uh, hero challenge next month, too, for those who need to... I'm inclined to think of the two reworks that she'll be the one that gets yeah. the challenge. Supergirl... Because Supergirl guys. was the original, original 1100 fragment character. Yeah. She was also so, Supergirl was also featured in a lot of different packs uh, yeah. in Alliance and I think even in maybe uh, Red Alerts or Alliance packs. She had PvP know. packs. Yeah, like she was here and there in different places too, and she was a board clear. Yeah, she's she's had way more availability. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely see Doctor Poison uh, being the one getting that treatment, but hopefully, hopefully that helps. Yeah, exactly. All right, so not a whole lot of Doctor Poison changed. Want to say that out the gate? Her basic attack did change slightly. It is now, instead of applying three random bleeds to the enemy team if the opponent had a bleed, it now applies three bleeds base to the target you hit with her basic, and then will apply one bleed at random to the enemy team if they had bleeds to begin with. Minor change there, but I think it's actually a very good change, because now she's guaranteed to apply the bleeds, which is something that is a pretty big deal, I think. It lets her stand a little bit more on her own as compared to how she was previously. Legendary upgrade for this is the one I recommend as your first upgrade. Uh, if you use your basic attack on somebody, it increases the duration of all bleeds on that target by one. That is absolutely monstrous. 
especially when you're looking at taking down hard to take down tanks like uh, Bane, for instance. Uh, if you can stack your bleeds fast enough, it, his men's will fall off eventually, but those bleeds will not because of Dr. Poison's increasing. Eventually, you will win out. And then her second move is her anti-venom. I don't think it changed at all, actually. Basically, it's a team-wide heal, and it has a true heal percentage of uh, 10% built in. Mm -hmm. And then the legendary upgrade for this is to reduce the cooldown by one. So it starts at three-turn cooldown, and it goes down to a two-turn cooldown. Uh, this is probably upgrade number four, I'm thinking right now. And then, of course, we have her AoE, Gas Grenade. You're going to apply one bleed to the enemy team and deal 10% true damage and then deal light special damage for each bleed on the enemy team. So if you stack a bunch of bleeds before you use this, you can get pretty good numbers for the damage and do, you know, 30,000 damage, depending on uh, how many bleeds you have out there. The legendary for this applies two heal immunities at random. They also have a two-turn uh, duration, so I do want to point that out. They are two-turn. Uh, and there is currently a bug for the gas grenade that anything killed by gas grenade counts as seven deaths. I, I was counting that actually oh. earlier on, what do you call it, the Wonder Girl challenge? I was, uh -huh. using, I was using Dr. Poison was, with Etrigan, and every time she yeah. killed one of the minions with her gas grenades, I was counting how many times uh, Etrigan procced. Was it, about, was it seven times? Yeah, it was seven. So it was exactly seven. Yeah. Because so, basically what it is is that every level of upgrade, each time it adds a true damage layer, they're all counted separately, essentially. It's kind of weird. At least that's how much. That's how far I've figured it out. To anyway, yeah. it's linked to the true damage, and at one point, other characters that dealt true damage also had the same bug. It was so. weird because like this was pointed out a long time ago, and then it looked like they were fixed, <laughs> and then it would, then it then it came back again. It got fixed, and then something else changed in the game, and it came back. So it's like something overwrote the fix. So, I mean, I'm guessing they're they're looking into that, but it's not a high priority fix for them right now because it's got very corner case. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be in the next patch probably. Uh, especially if people are going to use it. Because it will be a priority, now. especially yeah. if she has a hero challenge. It'll be a high priority. <laughs> Let's talk about her passive. So, Let's talk about her all right. So her first passive did change some, but not a whole lot. The first one is Master of Toxins, I believe. Is what it's of, called? Master of Poisons. Master of Poisons. Poisons. Sorry, mm -hmm. Tox Master of Toxins. It was her title is oh, Master right. of Poisons. Right, right. At max, you have a 61% chance to deal 1% true damage per bleed on the enemy team. This has a max cap of 30% at base. The legendary upgrade for this does increase that max cap to 45%. It also uh, will apply one random bleed to the enemy at the end. Of, and this procs at the end of her turn. I do want to point that out. It, it's at the end of her turn. Used to be at the beginning of her turn, now it's at the end of her turn. That change right there is enough to be happy about, because now she can use her basic attack or her gas grenade or something to actually apply bleeds, whereas before it would go off at the beginning of her turn, there may not necessarily be bleeds out there. That's actually huge. That's, that's actually very, very good. Huge. That's a really big change, yeah. yeah. So you're always getting value off this. Always yeah, getting value. I mean, 61%, so you're still getting a pretty good chance to, to deal some true damage. Cool. And true damage is really important, especially with characters like Giganta coming in, yeah. or you know Ares who just made his way into PvP packs, because mm -hmm. uh, they gain a lot of stamina ups, so their HP continually goes up. True damage doesn't care how much their HP is, yep. because it's not a set number, and it's not based on anything else other than their HP. It's a percentage of their HP, so, right? so. yeah. It's, yeah, it's a percentage of their HP. So yeah. it doesn't care. It's not like other damage sets where just... eventually. Oh, I'm doing 10,000 damage, but they have 8 million HP. Oh, no. 
Does true damage go not through like damage immunity, though? That's the one thing I never really figured out. I don't think so. Okay. That makes it's sense. the same as true heal. I don't think true heal goes through heal immunity. The okay. reason you see Zatanna heal through true heal uh, is because she also purges with her heal. I think the only way to test so she'll that, purge and then the true heal happens. The only way to test that against Zatanna really is that um, you have to stack up a lot of heal immunity on one character and see how if, see if it heals or not. Yeah, so. if you can stack enough heal immunity, which good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you then yeah, if you brought four characters with heal immunity and all targeted one person and and then had Zatanna go uh, push. Uh, if all four of your characters targeted one person with heal immunity. They all landed their heal immunity, and the character's not dead? <laughs> Maybe. That's true. That's true. Maybe. <laughs> Something to point out is that because the soft cap is 30%, and then it goes up to 45%, people are going to be like, well, how do I stack so many bleeds? And in a dedicated bleed team, it's really easy to get that many bleeds out, because if you can find a tank team, they'll you know, take the damage and be just fine, and it's the bleeds what kill them eventually, so... It is quite easy to, to stack a lot of bleeds. Uh, yeah. You know, Siren can stack up to eight, you know, or more in a turn, up to ten in a turn, I think. Um, Cheetah puts four out. Aquaman can apply three. Uh, Killer Croc and Silver Bench can apply three. Um, so you can get a lot of bleeds out really quickly. And then her, her newest passive that wasn't there before, and it's new, Master of Antidotes. So it's, again, a 61% chance. This one does proc at the beginning of Dr. Poison's turn, and it will give your team a light heal. Yep. And after my testing, the heal isn't, you know, super huge. It's not, it's around 750 to 1200 mm -hmm. is what I've seen. So it's not super huge, but it's definitely uh, one that could be worthwhile. Yep. So um, just to upgrade it, you don't necessarily, it's definitely good in long PvE content. Like this hero challenge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So she's she can put in some work with it. Uh, the upgrade for it, if there are six or more bleeds on the enemy team, you can uh, double the amount healed. Again, it's not a super strong heal unless she crits. Yeah. So, but if she were to have that upgrade and crit, you know, a free extra 3,000 health is a free extra 3,000 health. I think that this shouldn't have been gated. I mean, that way you can play her on uh, non-bleed uh, teams and have her be like a reasonable healer. But like, if it the fact that it's gated, you basically can only use this really effectively if you want to use this on a bleed team. Well, I mean, to be fair, Doctor Poison, the way that she is, you kind of want to play her with at least one other bleeder anyway. So six bleeds is nothing. I promise yeah. you that. Well, definitely, especially <laughs> if you use another one other person. Yeah. So, like, if you just have one other bleed character on your team, doesn't even matter who they are. All right. They'll apply three, she'll apply three, and then you'll be there. Now, I have a question for you because I'm thinking about using Dr. Poison more in the future myself, mainly because for those of you who don't really know, she's one of the only physical uh, special damage characters out there. Uh, uh, one of the heavy or cruxes for bleed teams and now, now the fact that she's adding like heals playing a bigger part in her kit while well, it's not really the most important part of her kit did you is there any significant changes to her gear set have you seen like any you know bumps in her stats it wasn't her gear set that changed but her stats did go up a little bit okay. uh she gained about 400 power okay for me okay yeah she's one of like the yeah, at gear 10 she's one of my top physicals too still so that's yeah. quite, it's quite interesting, and that seems like she she was at about sixty nine hundred for me, and then she jumped up to seventy three. 
that seems to be the trend going forward with a lot of the reworks. They're bumping up their stats to make them more, uh, you know, viable. So, well, you got to put them back on par with these new characters that have come out. So, right. In terms of like, they did bump her intelligence up a little bit. Is she can she hold her own at like gear eleven, or is she like still squishy? Like, what do people have to be worried about? She is pseudo squishy. You definitely want to protect her. So you, need so bring, you definitely want to protect her a little bit. You need to bring some tanks too. Her speed isn't very fast either. She, she she'll go after a lot of people. So if you play her on uh, yeah, she's only got like a ninety seven. So if you play her on at team, max, if you play on a team with like Lobo or uh, Chemo, you can you can set up taunts on them, for example, to protect her. Um, yeah, and then she also pairs really with Constantine because his basic will also call an assist and apply three bleeds. If he calls her, there's you know three to four more bleeds there. Right. So you could have your six bleeds plus on her first turn. Right. And if you use her quite easily, if for some reason you want to, you feel you're feeling uh, courageous and you want to put the taunt on Doctor Poison, <laughs> she she could proc twice and put bleeds all over the place. <laughs> yeah, she could. <laughs> So. Like, to be fair, that's a trick I use with Constantine. If it's a, if somebody is about to take their turn and I just want to have a double attack, I'll do that. Because they're like, you can do that. And the taunt will fall off. So Exactly. So it's not, it, it just depends on how you play it. So just make sure you're watching <laughs> those uh, turn meters. All right. Yeah. All right. That's cool. All right. Uh, one thing before we move on, I didn't yeah. finish talking about my legendary order. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, basic first. So one, you want her heal immunity second, probably. So three. Number four is. Her third upgrade, you definitely want to increase that max cap because you will find situations where you do run into the max cap. Mm-hmm. And then also being able to apply another random bleed is pretty good. You want her two as your fourth upgrade because reducing the cooldown on her true heal is very powerful and probably more powerful than her uh, second passive, which is going to be her last upgrade, I think, because doubling the amount healed, even though it's doubling the amount, it's still a fairly small amount. So, Pretty straightforward. All right, pretty let's, straightforward. Uh, let's jump into the mm-hmm. arena. So what can you tell us about yeah. uh, PvP this month? All right, so this month we have the Gem Blitzes and Showdowns. We have two Gem Blitzes and two Showdowns. The first of the Gem Blitzes is running right now, uh, and it is the Mystic one. So you can only use Mystic characters. Something that I've seen you know, popping around through the community is, if you don't know, if you go into the Blitz right out of the gate as soon as it opens, you're going to get a bunch of bot teams because there's nobody in there yet to have populated your battle log. So you're going to go in and you're the first one there. You're going to have bot teams because nobody else is there yet. So just be aware. And those bot teams don't have to follow the rules. Which is kind of what the, the community is kind of uh, in uproar about. I mean, yes. Yeah, right. And I just bots. want to bring this up yeah. because I've seen, I have seen, uh, you know, the community talking about it. And it's like, I just want to make sure everybody knows if you go in early, you're going to fight bot teams. They don't follow the rules. So, I mean, if you think about it, if we tell the whole community that, right? I mean, yeah, it, it is kind of our duty to tell exactly. them to, you know, let's be aware. But if nobody wants, if if it wants to hold off a bit before joining the uh, the blitz before when it opens, then who's going to be the first guinea pig, right? That's that's what it gets down to. Well, that's the thing. Sooner or later, somebody's going to join. So I mean, yeah. it just depends on how long you're willing to wait. Exactly. You know, the longer you wait, the less time you have to gain those points and get high up. You know, so there's a it's a double edged sword. Yeah, I've never actually come across it yet because I usually start the gem blitz at the beginning of my day at the reset, and I think that it's the the blitzes start about three or four hours. I want to say they start about two or three hours before. Yeah, yeah. 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 So basically, I usually have a decent buffer uh, when when it starts for me. But anyways, like the idea, the only thing that I think that um, should be looked at for a future update is the fact that if you're using bots, that's fine. Just make sure that they follow the rules. 
I mean, why why make rules if if the bots don't have to follow it? That's just kind of weird. Fair enough. The second of these uh, gym blitzes is going to be an all villain blitz. So hopefully you got some villains ready and you're not just using heroes. And then of course we have the Nightwing showdowns which are coming. Yep. So you get two events to try and compete for Nightwing shards. And I think this was actually a good call because here at the end of the month we also have the Titans Go event. And guess who you get to use in that? The Titans. Guess what Nightwing is? He's a Titan. Yep. Imagine that. He's also a pretty good character because <laughs> he was hard to get for a while, and like he he has he is he's a very good very good very underrated character because he's been so hard to get. Yeah, uh, he's very annoying. He has uh, come up here when you there. fight against him. I think he has come up here and there in different events. Like he had PvP weeks, and he had um, there, he did have a hero challenge. Yeah, so I mean the access to his shards weren't terrible, but they're they're still kind of lacking. And this is just more more shards for hard to get characters. Always great. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm never going to complain about hard to get characters being, you know, the right. the events. Uh, and then something else to point out: we have uh, Cyborg as our board clear right now. And again, Cyborg's a Titan. I can't really fault WB for pushing the Titans event, right? Because current currently it is billed as the going to be the hardest event to there. date. There you go. Can't really fault them for having <laughs> the desire to uh, give out free shards of Titan characters. I mean, for this quote-unquote hardest event. Well, we'll see what what, what it's about. Wait. So, but there's something. I guess we'll talk there's... about that in the next uh, in the next section too. But before we move on, in yeah. terms of PvP, I mean, do you, we were talking about Wonder Girl earlier with the other reworks. Do you feel like uh, the July characters are going to shake up the meta? I do. I feel like the July characters are all going to shake up the meta quite a bit. Yeah. Especially after seeing Giganta in action in the Hero Challenge last night, uh, I think the. There's going to be a lot of shakeup, and these new July characters are going to be all over the place. So we'll Especially probably, Supergirl. Yeah, we'll probably go into that in a little bit more oh. detail in the next uh, in the next episode. But if you guys haven't uh, heard already, we we talked about it a little bit on the We Are Legends podcast uh, last week. So you guys can uh, take a peek at that one too if you want to hear what we think about Giganta uh, and Supergirl too. But uh, we'll talk Bye. about those two more in the next episode. Moving on, what are the events for this month? So out. the event horizon. <laughs> PvE content that we got this month. We got the Wonder Girl Challenge. We just finished the Siren Challenge, which I guess technically was a leftover from June. Uh, hopefully you got a chance to pick up some Siren, because it seems like Bleeds may be the way to go here in the near future at some point to take down some of these uh, new characters. Or rather, debuffs in general. Not necessarily just Bleeds, but Siren's very good if you did get a chance to pick her up. So, But anyway, we have the Wonder Girl Hero Challenge, and then we have the Six Day Hero Challenge going to be Terra, so that's going to be really good, because she's another one of those Really hard to obtain characters. And so, a titan. <laughs> uh, and a titan, right, exactly. It's like they kind of planned all this out. Yeah. <laughs> or had a titan's month last month, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to coincide with the release of the TV show or something. Two, two titan months, kind of. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, titans are, to be fair, one of the more popular... Yeah, definitely. You know, character sets, I guess you'd call it. Uh, there was the other Titans event. Uh, do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, there's going to be the Titans go for it. And currently, the only thing that's showing for rewards is Death Rook Shards. This may not be 100% accurate. We don't know. Obviously, we haven't started playing it yet yeah. because otherwise, it's just a reskin of the Hero Challenge. Right. So we don't know what all exactly is going to be in there yet. If it's just a Hero Challenge with limited roster, it doesn't seem worth it. But if they're also giving out Legendary Essence or XP Agents or, you know, handful of any other thing, like there's a lot of things they can hand out to make yeah. this event 
better than just death row shards. So like if you're giving out, we'll, we'll, we'll see. If you're giving out gear or uh, orbs or <laughs> XP orbs or uh, gems or yeah, uh, rings, essence, legendary yeah. essence. Yeah, I I wouldn't be happy if they're giving out just essence because that's essence. easier to come by. But legendary essence, sure. But that. That that sign, I kind of feel like that would be on the same vein as the uh, the PvP challenges, right? The PvP um, special like showdowns, because those give out legendary essence too, right? I kind of board like, clear, yeah. Right, I kind of feel like rehashing that into a into a PvE content is kind of lame. So something newer, uh, something. Bigger. I disagree because not everybody's going to play PvP. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, but I mean, I, I was just thinking in terms of. Uh, doing having the opportunity to do something new you know so not not just rehashing something else in a different way so well that's the thing because of the way this is currently set up we're not really sure what's going to happen yeah so we're gonna have to wait till the end of the month when it opens and find out definitely so i'm just hoping unless you know wb announces what exactly it is yeah you know which i'm not counting on so I'm hoping that uh, the if the event is actually as hard as it sounds like, like if it's going to be super difficult to kill Deathstroke or something, and you have a very limited roster, then it's got to be something really worth it, right? So let's mm-hmm. let's hope they're, they're they're dishing out rings and uh, and XP orbs or something like that, <laughs> or gems even. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Something. Yeah. You know, just something something additional. It didn't even you know for those players who yeah. don't necessarily need Deathstroke yeah. at this point. It doesn't even have to be so, on uh, repeated clears, for example. If it's like clears. the uh, the the first like, clears and then after the the uh, the clears afterwards are only Deathstroke shards, yeah. that'd be fine. That's cool, you know. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, go for it as long as it's guaranteed. You know, as long as no no like low chance yeah. to get something like you know it's like that's lame. Oh, you know what else would be really cool? Yeah. Life and death rings or yeah. hope rings or you know yeah. something like that would be cool too. I'm mainly on the hope ring. Like sure. I, just, I just want more and more and more hope rings. That's all. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. fair. That's no fair. Rage, that's no fair. Rage, please. Uh, if you if you put rage rings out there, you're gonna get a different uh, reaction. Appropriate. You're gonna get rage. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get rage. <laughs> there you go. But in terms of these characters for these months, you're gonna get a lot of access yeah. to Nightwing, Cyborg, I- Terra, maybe even Deathstroke shards. I mean, any ideas or any- like you should be able to should be able to do this event at least a little bit. I mean, for people who are picking up these characters, right, going forward, do you have any suggestions or recommendations for them on these characters, how to use them, um, what they're good at? And Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, so Cyborg, just real quick, he's a uh, very heavy self-buff character. Uh, he's kind of a catapult-style character at the same time. You're going to want to use his basic, and then you're going to want to use his charge cannon on a priority target yep. and uh, nuke somebody, you know, really heavily. He also has a nice can't-miss built into his basic. So he also gets rid of evaders really well. And then his uh, third move gives him some speed. So he can get moving pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then his passives just add more strength on top of that. And then he also has some meter gain in his leader ability. So overall, pretty good character. can work with a lot of different characters. And being energy, he's fairly strong against a lot of the popular evaders. So that's probably his primary use, I would say. Among, so among these four characters that we're going to have a lot more access to this month, I mean, which ones do you think are going to be really impactful? Let's say for people who want to battle in the arena, so. Cyborg, Nightwing, Terra, and Deathstroke. Yeah, like all four of them are very impactful depending on how you you know play. Yeah. So and they offer four different play styles for that matter. Uh, Nightwing is going to be more of a uh, in the middle of offense and defense. Right. He, he's got a lot of quick strikes, gains a lot of evasion, applies invisibility to teammates. Uh, Tara is more of a... What's that? 
like a jack of all trades of type of ca- type of character. He kind of feels a little bit like that, yeah. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, but he's definitely good at protecting your team, but he's also good at dishing out enough damage to make him relevant. Yeah. So, uh, he also calls assists, which is pretty powerful. Yeah. So, uh, and then Terra is more of a defensive character. She cares whether or not she has debuffs. She can beef up your team's agility and possibly get some shields. Uh, she also has a heal immunity that lasts two turns on her basic. Uh, so she's more of a defensive style character that is going to pick and choose her targets. And she also has evasion down built into her kit quite a bit. So she's also good for that. Uh, Cyborg is your, your nuke style character, like I was saying before. And then Deathstroke is more of your defensive controller style character. But he's also very selfish. He doesn't care about your team. Unless he's the leader, then he cares about if they die. Uh, <laughs> but he can, he's, he's there to control the battle. He has lots of silences and meter control. So that's what his job is. That was a pretty good summary. Sounds very Titan-esque. <laughs> it does. Seems like it was planned out. <laughs> right? <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So that, that's good. Let's move on to, I guess, uh, the shop talk. So very quickly, uh, there were a couple of changes to the arena packs and quite significant in ones, fact. In, fact, uh, in fact. So they, they removed Deathstroke and Supergirl from uh, the arena pack because uh, Supergirl is a, a reworked character for this month and she'll be getting uh, PvP week. Um She'll get. We'll get more access to her shards in the yeah. shop as well. Uh, Deathstroke, obviously, as we just said, will should, he'll be the Titans Go For It uh, challenge. But they were replaced with uh, World's Greatest Detective Batman. Yay! <laughs> and the one that a lot of people were surprised about: uh, White Lantern Sinestro in the in the rare slot. So that's that's a really really big one. I'm actually very very happy that he's there. I only need to. Pull- yeah, White Lantern Sinestro has been so rare. Yeah, I only need to pull around like eleven or twelve more shards, like one mega pack, to get legendary two with him. Oh, nice! And I've pulled maybe thirty packs in the last week nice. or so since he's been since this change has been out, and I haven't pulled it once yet. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's let's move on. Like me personally, I'm excited for White Lantern Sinestro. I'd like to get him to legendary one, yeah. but I'm more interested in the Ares fragments for myself. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so let's see. So okay. there was a couple of other things notable in the shop. There were a, a couple of uh, Reddit users posting pictures of their shops where they were getting these $1 and $5 Superman packs uh, offering different amounts of gems. Now, I won't go into it, into it in too much detail because they're probably not even available anymore, but they weren't being offered to everyone. It seemed like to me that uh, some players who were getting the $1 pack uh, I think for the most part were free-to-play pa- free, free to play characters. Mainly, the reason why I note this is because they're all uh, i know some characters some players who have uh more than one account so their alternate account which was free to play had this offer come up a couple of times and then the the people who got the five dollar packs were players who who probably invested a little bit into the game like i guess quote unquote dolphins or little guppies so to speak they've actually put some money into the game but they haven't put that much so the and personally i haven't seen any of these packs show up for me so people who have invested a significant amount of money probably have never seen these packs come up for them so i think this is what we call targeted marketing so i think this was signed up kind of in line with uh the death stroke and power girl packs that we saw like a while ago the thank you packs i think they were called so these yeah. might be packs sort of um to get the, the the people who aren't spending or aren't spending as much to get their foot in the door and because they're very attractive deals 
but they're very limited. I think the Superman pack was only one uh, limited to one purchase, and the five dollar pack was limited to five. These are sort of packs to kind of get you interested, get your foot in the door, and then maybe later down the line you'll be more interested in the twenty five dollar packs or the hundred dollar packs. Yeah, I don't blame them. It's something to be if you get if you see these packs and they're they're interesting to you. Like especially if you need Superman shards, for example, I think it's definitely worth the uh, the opportunity because it is pretty good deal overall. If you just do the math, it's worth it. So there you go. Um, another interesting pack. Yeah, is, just based on the math, they're they're worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. It, especially if you need the characters, it's definitely worth it. So uh, the other thing is. Um, uh, our Reddit user posted this up and brought it to my attention. Actually, they noticed it because it was tucked away in the Heroes tab. But if you guys click into the shop uh, and into the Heroes tab, you'll notice that there are ring packs now available. I believe they're permanent inclusions there. Uh, and They, they appear to be. Right. So there are three different packs. One for 3,000, 4,000, and 5,000 gems for 50 to 100 uh, willpower rings, uh, 30 to 50 hope rings, and 50 rage uh, rings, respectively. So, one thing to note, like, the only thing I really looked into was the, the hope rings, because I... At, at first glance, this might be attractive to some people, but I'll note that 4,000 gems is the equivalent of eight refreshes on the uh, either the hero or the villain's ring challenges whenever they come up. And basically, if you refresh uh, these nodes eight times... And you have enough uh, essence to run through them, you'll get a minimum of forty hope. So this is the, exactly the the average of what the thirty to fifty pack is offering you. Uh, on top of the fact that you might get lucky and get multiple hopes uh, during several runs, depending on what uh, nodes you're running, you might also be picking up rage and willpower or death rings or life rings, depending on which nodes you're running. So you're going to pick up extra rings on top of what the hope that you're running. So my suggestion is if you're gonna if you're looking into the hope pack especially you probably don't want to buy into it you probably want to save those four thousand gems to just refresh the event nodes it's probably much more worth it at that point if and the same probably true holds true for all of these yeah and if, if you're wondering don't buy the rage pack just just don't <laughs> that's all <laughs> you will accumulate enough rage we promise yes <laughs> This is literally and we're talking about the rings. We're talking about the rings. Oh, I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, so let's let's move on. So the uh, the community watchtower, um, as as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, we've been talking with We Are Legends, uh, and there's going to be some formatting changes between us and them. Uh, We are collaborating with them to have to have more of a a more maximum maximized exposure, so that both of our shows. Uh, we'll be able to reach you all, and you guys won't uh, go without uh, go too many weeks without having con- new content out there. So, um, the idea here is just to give more uh, regular and consistent content for everyone. So that's something to be happy that's- for. And uh, as we were talking with uh, Hate Mail during um, the last couple of uh, We Are Legends podcasts, there's going to be, and in our last podcast too, there's going to be a crossover coming up, originally scheduled for August. But considering that uh, now we're going bi-weekly, this is episode 11 as of the time of uh, this recording. The 12th episode um, won't be recorded. It'll be, well, it'll be recorded and it'll be live on Discord as we usually do at the end of the month. So it'll be actually the end of uh, July and uh, that'll be posted up on Reddit so that uh, it'll give users enough time to get ready to join and uh, join in the discussion live on Discord. So uh, we're not really sure exactly what's going to be in the crossover. We're probably going to go through some of the usual stuff, but uh, a lot of it's probably going to be, you know, 
freeform ad lib, just chatting over with the uh, the We Are Legends crew and talking about you know DC life in general. <laughs> we were talking about this uh, amongst the uh, the Osmond, but we are thinking about introducing some new rewards uh, for our patrons, and it's more of actually giveaways. So uh, this is a a little bit. Of, this is basically my my idea here in a way to get more. Um, I guess let's just be completely honest to get more patrons in the door. <laughs> so uh, to be completely blunt with everybody, um, uh, the, some of the upkeep costs that we have to deal with in terms of uh, the podcast is basically, well, just very simply, the, the, the SoundCloud membership we have to pay for is $15 a month. And we're just looking to cover that at our base cost and everything else is gravy after that. We're going to reinvest that into the show and uh, make it better for you guys. So hopefully get more better equipment, uh, better internet access, uh, and so on and so forth so that the show will be a lot better and smoother for you guys. So uh, in that vein, uh, in order to get more patronage, uh, so to speak, um, I'm thinking of introducing what we call a, let's call it an Oddsman giveaway. <laughs> at the end of each month, at the end of uh, the the second episode of each month, we're gonna be giving we're gonna be doing a random draw for uh, each of our patrons. As long as you are a one dollar or higher patron, we're gonna enter you into a draw to win a gift card, and the gift card will be either for iTunes or Google Play, uh, depending on which platform you prefer. And uh, we're gonna start. Uh, doing this as soon as we pass the $30 goal threshold. So at $30, what we're going to do is we're going to reinvest that money, obviously $15 of it into our SoundCloud uh, membership for each month. But we're going to give away a $10 gift card from that uh, to one of our lucky patrons at that point. At uh, higher tiers, at higher goals, uh, we're going to be giving away uh, a little bit more. So depending on uh, where you stand, uh, so let's say, for example, I had this I had this written down at some point here. So at $30, we'll be giving away a $10 gift card at the end of each month. At $50, we'll be giving away a $20 gift card or two $10 gift cards, depending on what the patrons like. So you, one person can get one gift card or two people can get uh, one gift card each. At uh, $70 per month, once we hit that threshold, we'll be giving away $30 gift card or three $10 gift cards. And at $100 per month, we'll be giving away a $50 gift card or five $10 gift cards. So this is available to any patron at any level of patronage at any tier. So even if you're pledging a dollar, you have the chance to gain at least $10 back uh, at the end of each month. So, uh, and we'll be doing the, uh, the draws live on stream or live on air as we're doing the podcast. Uh, so if this is something you guys are interested in, you know, check us up on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Osman. And obviously at different tiers, not only, so if you're patron, if you're pledging into the $1 tier, you're already automatically entered to the draw at the end of each month. Uh, but at $5 and $10, not only are you getting, uh, other benefits at those tiers as well, you also help, you're, you're helping to push that threshold closer to the higher payouts. So, so it's more of a, I guess, buy into the, uh, the giveaway too. But at the same time, you know, uh, we'll be posting up more details on each tier. We'll be improving each tier, showing you what you're going to get from those. In terms of the the other rewards, as we said, we're getting rid of lame talk. So what of what the perks for patrons before, patron before like to, to be a patron was like to get to early patron. access to lame yeah, talk on the, the patron page. Since that's gone now, that's obviously not going to be there anymore. What we're going to be doing now is we're going to be posting up uh, patron-exclusive unedited uncut version of each podcast 
what we usually do is we record the entire episode in its, in its entirety and afterwards uh, I clip bits and pieces of it and I put it back uh, put it back together and the, the edited version is what goes up on the podcast but if you guys want to hear us with all our outtakes and all the crazy stuff that goes on in the background uh, you guys can uh, get access to that at uh, the $1 tier or higher on Patreon as well sort of I forgot to mention as part of the giveaway uh, I would like for all the patrons who pay who who pledge at least a dollar or more uh, if possible to put a question on our patreon page for us to answer at the end of each month and one of the caveats here is that uh, you just it can be a DCL related or non-DCL related question doesn't matter but it cannot be the same question that someone else has asked so just make sure that uh, I'll set up a page for each month for the questions that are being asked and uh, you guys can post there and you can see the other questions for the other patrons as they're posting them there. So just try not to say the same questions and then you'll be entered in the draw from there. Okay. And we're not, we're not going to pick you based on the quality of your question. It'll just be a random draw. And I guess, uh, oh, and for the Q&A, um, since we don't have many questions right now, uh, hopefully by the end of the month we will, uh, especially with the crossover episode coming, uh, we'll leave that to the second half of the yeah. show. So with that, um, I mean, is there anything else that uh, that we need to say? Not that I can think of at this time. All right. So I guess with that, uh, let's close us out. So that brings us to the episode, as always. We want to thank you for uh, you know listening and participating as well. And we'll see you all next time. And uh, if I haven't plugged uh, Patreon enough, uh, check us out at patreon.com slash the oddsman. And at social media, at Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at uh, the oddsman. Oh, and SoundCloud as well. All right. And with that, uh, thank you guys. Have a good night. Hey guys, this is Seth Rogen. <laughs> Wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> Catch us when we go live on discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at the oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash the oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content. Thanks again for your continued support, and as always, enjoy and grind on.